brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome, everyone. This is John Ryan. This is the NBA Triple Double Show for June the 1st, 2022. And as always, I'm pleased to have my good friend and pal, Ronald Kabang, on the show. Ronald, welcome to the show. How are things going for you these days? And anything special that you have going for uh, yourself over at Sports Memo today? Yeah, well, um, still, uh, we were just talking right before this. I'm actually still doing well in the NBA, positive in the NBA as far as units-wise. I think I'm, I'm still in the top four, top five in the NBA for Sports Memo. <clears throat> Wager talk, um, you started off the season real hot, took a bad, uh, had a bad day yesterday, but hopefully we'll bounce back um, and, and get back to it in the WNBA. But really excited for the NBA Finals here. Yeah, me too. Me too. Certainly uh, game one here <laughs> with the Warriors. It, it seems to be a, a definitive matchup of experience versus no experience. First time the Celtics have been to the finals since 2010 season. And the Warriors have now matched the NBA's all-time best Chicago Bulls, making their sixth appearance in the last eight years, Ronald. It's hard to believe. You know, I actually had to check that in the database a few times just to make sure that it was right. Uh, but they are seasoned, and they they kind of know how to win this thing. They've won three over the last seven seasons. This is the eighth that they've been in it. And uh, I, I think, if anything, off the top of the, the show here, there's value in, in betting the futures market on the Warriors to win this whole thing just mm -hmm. because of experience. Experience is immeasurable <laughs> at this level here in the finals. What do you think about that idea? I see the, the Warriors are about minus 160, minus 165, which is exactly the same as game one. Yeah, I know. Um, so me, for, for myself, I'm not really a big futures guy. I like to take, uh, you know, these games one by one. Um, but like you said, I, I think the Warriors ha do have that experience factor here uh, that gives them the, the advantage, right? Even at the coaching, from the coaching uh, perspective as well. Uh, with Kerr being here, how I mean, what what is this? The tenth? I don't know how many finals. You just mentioned it, but the number of finals and and the number of playoff games and game ones um, that he's been in, you know, he just has that advantage over the Celtics here. Yep. Uh, to as, as far as preparing for a game one, that uh, such a key game. Um, you know, I look back at NBA Finals histories, and uh, it, it looks like. Um, uh, the the teams that win one games one and two if a team wins game one and two they end up winning uh 31 out of 36 times in 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 the nba finals history so the team that wins one and two 
they usually win the championship. That's a very high rate. And uh, in my yes, opinion, in my opinion, with um, uh, with I don't know if I'm going too far into this now, John, but uh, in my opinion, no, I, I think I think the the Warriors can take Game One. Right, they have the rest advantage here. This is something that um that helped me win Game One of the the conference finals. Uh, teams coming off a series that ended early versus a team coming off a series that uh, that went the full seven games since the 2018-2019 NBA playoffs. Eight and two straight up, seven and three against the spread. That's including the two and zero. Oh, straight up and against the spread this current playoffs with the Warriors and Heat in the conference finals. So that bodes well for the Warriors here. And historically, like you, like we mentioned, the Warriors have a lot of history in the playoffs, right? And yep. since the 2014-2015 playoffs, this is when Kerr, you know, this is while Kerr is still the coach. Warriors are 10-1 and one straight up and 9-2 against the spread as single-digit home favorites in game ones of uh, NBA series, a playoff series. Um, so for me, a lot of signs are, are pointing towards the Warriors, at least for this first game here. Uh, that's the way that I would look. And, you know, with them winning that, that first game, that gives them an advantage already, especially with having that home court advantage. Uh, to me, it, um, you know, the Warriors would probably be the way that I look in the first game and on the series. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. The uh, home team here in game one. Uh, is 19 and two straight up, 17 and four against the spread. That's 81 percent winners over the last 21 NBA Finals, and the under is 12-7 with two pushes. That translates to 64 percent on the under. So th- those trends are formidable to say the least. And I really don't see uh, a way that you don't back uh, Golden State here in Game One. And to your point, uh, the winner of Game One has a very high probability then of winning the whole series, and especially if they win the first two home games. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a little history lesson here, only because I'm a little bit older than you, and I was alive at the time that this actually occurred. Uh, this is the first finals to match up the two top defenses in terms of defense, defensive efficiency since the 95-96 season when, guess who, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan defeated the Seattle Supersonics Four to two. And in the mid 90s, as we know, the pace of play was much, much slower. It was much, I think, actually probably more physical. Uh, the officiating, you know, allowed uh, teams like Detroit and Bill Lambeer to, mm-hmm. you know, basically bully their way across the court. I mean that as a compliment. It was fun to watch them play that way. Uh, but I do enjoy the modern style better. But the league average that year, Ron, was 99 and a half points. And only three times in the six games that they played in that finals did a team score more than 100. Mm-hmm. The Bulls took a 3-0 series lead before the Supersonics turned up the, the defensive uh, pressure. And they held the Bulls to 87 over the remaining three games before the Bulls actually won it uh, in game six. So that, that was kind of enlightening to me, too. And both these teams... Uh, rank in the top two, one and two. The Celtics are first, and then Golden State's second in defensive uh, efficiency on the season, including the playoffs. And I think it's going to be a pretty darn good series. I don't think this is necessarily going to go like – I guess it has the potential to go 5-1. I mean, if you're betting the futures or betting the the prop bets, I mean, that that could be something uh, to 4-1. consider. 4-1? Are you talking about the, the series – um, yeah, four, four, result, yeah, four five games. Yeah. In other words, winning five or winning six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it has the potential to be – yeah, we saw the, the Celtics in the Heat, for example. The, the road team won five of those games. 
I don't think that's going to happen in this series. I think you're going to see, you know, betting lines like we're seeing minus three and a half. And then if the Warriors win game one, it probably jumps to four and a half, five, depending on how much they win by. And then when it goes back to Boston, Boston will be favored by three or three and a half in the same scenario. Again, if they win game three, then uh, stands to reason they'll be a little bit bigger favorite come game four. Mm -hmm. Um, I think depending, depending on how, how, if the Golden State Warriors win Game One, and depending on how they win, there there's even a likelihood that the line goes back down. I think I think one of the 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 reasons why we're seeing um, why the one of the reasons why the uh, the line is where it's at. I think there's there's that rest advantage baked into this uh, currently, in my opinion. Yep. I, I think there is. So there might be a. I mean, these two teams are really evenly matched. I, I know the pace of play is a little bit different, but as far as offensive and, and defensive efficiency, I think they're really they both match up pretty well, uh, in my opinion. Um, a lot of the numbers on the Golden State Warriors side, if you're looking at full season, I think it's a little bit. Um, uh, I think both actually both teams. I think a lot of the numbers offensively are 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 kind of mixed because of the roster makeup that they had throughout the regular season. Uh, I know obviously we missed Clay Thompson the first half of the season. Uh, a lot of the uh, the lineups has changed, right? And uh, to me, I think we in this NBA Finals, we, we got to look at at the matchup itself, who's available, because I don't I don't think we see the same type of uh, lineups that we did in the uh, conference finals. I think we're going to see a lot more guys uh, uh, off the bench um, that are going to be different. We're, we might see uh, uh, Aaron Nesmith from. Boston play a little bit more because you know the the Celtics are, uh, I mean the Warriors are a little bit more guard heavy and they're going to need that defensive aspect on on the wing, and we're we're going to see uh, Gary Payton come back from injury. We're going to see Kuminga um, uh, as well. I think in my opinion a little bit more here. Uh, he has a, a he's really lengthy and he's mobile and he should be able to play a lot of uh, play a, a lot of uh, heavy minutes, not heavy minutes, but like important minutes uh, defensively sure. against the wing players over at, in Boston. So we're going to see a different uh, lineup for both of these teams here, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree 100%. I definitely agree 100%. I agree with what you said earlier that that Curry has the advantage. And uh, what I failed to mention in my hist- history lesson is that he was on that Bulls team in 95-96. So isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a neat little uh, – Yeah. It's not going to make you any money at the window, but it's kind of a neat little, uh, you know, conversation piece. Um, Now, the one thing with rest, I did a little background on that. I'm going to augment a little bit what you said there. Uh, The Warriors coming to this finals with six days of rest and only four other finals had a a team with six or more days of rest entering game one over the last 20 NBA finals. Uh, The Warriors actually account for three of the four. Of those night of those twenty finals, uh, San Antonio was uh, two of them. So in Game One of the two thousand five finals, the Spurs hammered the Detroit Pistons eighty four to sixty nine. And no, that's not a halftime score. That was the full score of the game. They covered easily as five and a half point favorites, and the under went under by twenty six points as a one seventy nine point total. I can't even say that without kind of smiling. One seventy nine for a total. That was a long time ago. Yeah. The Spurs went on to win the NBA championship. 2007 NBA Finals, the Spurs won game one. 85 to 76 covered as seven and a half point favorites. The under again went under by 19 points. And the Spurs went on to win the NBA championship. So you have four for four teams here 
that won game one, came into the finals with six or more days of rest and went on to win the championship. And the one that is really in, intriguing to me, Ronald, is the 2015 uh, finals. The Warriors had exactly six days of rest going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers who swept their way to the Eastern Conference Championship and had seven days of rest, but it didn't matter. It seems like six is the lucky number, not seven. The uh, Warriors covered as six-point favorites in the first game, 108 to 100. And as we know, they went on to win and defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers four games to two in that championship. And then most recently, um, in 2017, the Warriors won game one, 113 to 91, and a route of 22 points as seven and a half point favorites. Uh, they covered by 14 and a half, and the under again went under by 21 points. The Warriors won that series four games to one. So, does history repeat, do you think, or is this just a fun little topic to have while drinking IPAs at night? <laughs> You know, uh, to me, I mean, like, I think we're both trend guys. So we, we like to think that history does repeat itself, but trends are trends. Uh, sometimes they're, they're made to end. But uh, so for me, like, it's just, it's just one game at a time, you know, take as much information as possible on both of these teams. Cause like we mentioned in the show before, you know, the, the longer, the further we get here into the playoffs, right? We're seeing less, less teams. And uh, obviously now in the NBA playoffs, it's just these two teams. We could find angles backing both sides. We can also find angles backing both the over and the under. Um, so it's really, um, you know, how you digest that information and, and taking it game by game. Um, and, and really, uh, at this point, uh, focusing on the, on, the, on the matchups that we have uh, uh, on the court. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Yeah, I love it. And there's um, a few angles here that, that are just uh, resources for you know, hopefully our viewers will take advantage of it. They can use it as they wish. Uh, these are right from our databases and, you know, some uh, will have value to you and you, you're entitled to have your own opinion and use your own experience to, to uh, determine who you're going to take in game one or the series. And uh, that's what we're trying to do is provide a resource here of educational material. It's going to help you be a better, better. So, um, you know, for MVP, I wanted to touch upon that too. Um, being the contrarian that I am, it seems too obvious that Steph Curry would be the MVP if they win. Um, it, it's hard to make a case that he wouldn't be either. You know, in hindsight, I wish Jimmy Butler would have been voted the MVP because I think he <laughs> is the most valuable player on the floor. You know, yeah, you can make a case that Tatum might have been the best player per stats and that kind of stuff. But uh, overall, there's no question in my mind, you know, 
Butler was the man. I mean, he left everything on the floor there in game seven. If he hadn't already left everything on the floor in game six. So you got to admire that uh, kind of tenacity. And I bet you the Sixers really miss having him on their team. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. with the MVP, I have the, the betting odds here. Uh, Jason Tatum plus 170. Steph Curry minus 110. That would never lay money uh, on a, a prop bet like that. I mean, that that, that almost tells me that, I, I, that Curry's not going to win it because it's just too popular a choice. But Jalen Brown yeah. plus 11 to 1 seems to be good. It would be pretty cool if Clay Thompson at 18 to one would win it because look at two years he's gone through pain and suffering of rehabilitation of an Achilles that was, mm-hmm. you know, arguably going to end his career. Uh, he's back now and he's playing pretty darn well. That would be a pretty cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Jordan Poole, 35 to one, uh, I can make a case for that. But do you see any other names that that you like? Um, you know, Marcus Smart, 40 to 1, seems to be just too much of a long shot. You know, if you're looking at the Kentucky Derby, are you going to bet a 40 to 1 mm-hmm. horse or are you going to wait for the 80 to 1 horse to bet when that comes in as a substitute? <laughs> I mean, it's- I think so. Uh, for, for me, if if uh, so, if it would be on the, the Celtics side, if the Celtics win and we're looking at the MVP there, I think, uh, like you, like you said, it's hard to, to uh, pick the favorite to win it, right? So, on if Celtics were to win. The favorite to win the MVP would be Tatum. The yep. the next person would be Brown. And then after that would be Marcus Smart. To me, if the Celtics win, it would be because of defense, right? And it would be having to to stop Stephen Curry from going off. And, and from my understanding, Marcus Smart has been able to do that this season. Uh not only this season, but you know, throughout his career. He he's taken, you know, uh defending Stephen Curry uh, as something personal. And if he can stop Steph Curry and do his part in managing the game uh, and doing that, you know, plus – what did you say it was? Uh, plus 30? Uh, 40 plus to 1 for Marcus Smart. 41, yeah. 40 to 1, you take that defensive aspect of it and you bring in, you know, what he can add to the table on offense. If, if the Celtics win, that might be a good bet. I mean, look at what Iguodala did, you know, when the Warriors won yeah. a few years ago, right? That's something that was yep. unexpected. What did he do? He stopped the best player on the other team. Uh, so, I mean, if you look at that that aspect of it, I think that that's something that you could uh, probably um, uh, look for uh, if you're a Celtics backer on the Warriors side. Stephen Curry would have to go off, but like you said, you know, putting money on a favorite like that is it, it's tough, especially you know, something that's so um, not as you know, it's pretty unpredictable. You don't know the whole series if he's going to go off. Clay Thompson at eleven hundred uh, plus. Uh, plus 1100 or 11 to 1 I think it was I, I think we're seeing different odds but um, yeah I think um, you know the, I, I wouldn't take the favorites either I would probably look down the line and see who the x-factors yeah. are um, so yeah that would probably be the way to go for me as well I think Jordan Poole I really love Jordan Poole's game um, but I don't think he has the ability to impact the game on both sides uh, to win it Um so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. But for me, I mean, if you're a Celtics backer, Marcus Smart would be an awesome, awesome play. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. Yeah, if you think they're going to win it, I think that's the that's the certainly the values there. And even Andrew Wiggins at 40 to one is uh, is an intriguing yeah, opportunity, too. If he if he gets if he gets a call to stop Tatum or Brown, um, yeah. you know, and, and he gets that job done. And, uh, you know, he provides, you know, 15, 15 and, and seven or something like that. I think that's enough to do it. 
Like I, I keep going back to Iguodala as that example. I mean, he really did a great job stopping LeBron that year, and uh, that was that was the key factor that get, got him the MVP award. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I agree. And uh, one other prop that I want to look at before we end the show here, Ronald, is the series leader after four games. I'm looking at BetMGM Warriors plus one sixty, Celtics plus two forty. So, in other words, after four games. The Warriors would be leading three to one. Celtics leading three to one. Celtics getting plus two forty, but the series tied is plus one forty, which is just slightly lower than the Warriors being up three games to one. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that uh, if anything here, you know, it obviously we're talking about prop bets, so we're, there's no modeling with this kind of stuff. But <laughs> if I had to flip a coin, I would flip a coin between the Warriors and the series being tied. Um, I don't, I don't think the Celtics will be up three games to one. Of course I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but, uh, series tied yeah. plus plus one forty isn't too bad for, uh, you know, a 10, $20 bet. No, it definitely isn't a series tied. What was the, what was the odds for a three, one or for warriors to be uh leading plus, plus one sixty. Oh yeah. If you get either one of those, you would be up, right? Yeah. Um, that's what I mean, I'm that thinking. Makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to consider that one at the window, too. Let's do one last one. Series will end in exactly how many games? And the market is telling us here at BetMGM that it's going to end in more than likely six because mm-hmm. four-game sweep by either the Celtics or the Warriors is at plus 700. Series ends mm-hmm. in five games by either team, plus 275. Six games, plus 170, which is the lowest, and seven games, plus 210. So the market is telling us that you know, betting the betting community thinks that six or seven games is the series. I agree with that, but you think there's? Do you think it's worthwhile to to uh, take a bet on five games at plus two seventy five, for example? I don't think it, it'll be a sweep. I don't I think, think it'll be a sweep. Game. I don't think it'll be a sweep, and I don't think it's going to go seven games either. Um, I I think, in my opinion, I think it, it it goes six games. Here's one thing that a lot of people say. Uh, I want to, before we end, one thing that a lot of people say is they want it to go seven games because the NBA is all about money and making money and all that stuff. The NBA finals or the NBA finals, 70, 75 years of playoffs, right? So I was looking at this last yep. night, 75 years of playoffs, 19 out of the 75 NBA finals have gone to seven games. That's only about 25%. So it's very interesting. So that that's yep. just to show, you know, yeah, the NBA wants to make their money, but uh, you know the t- the teams are the teams, right? If one team has a clear advantage, it's going to end a lot sooner than seven games. It, it's not, it's not um, a, a conspiracy to make it go seven games just for them to work, you know, to make extra money on ads and stuff like that. Twenty five percent is a, a, a you know is a percentage that I would I would say I don't think it's going to go seven games. Uh, and I I would lean definitely on six. So I agree with you on that too. We'll have to maybe do a double pizza or double pepperoni, <laughs> double pepperoni when, and double cheese. That's what we'll do. Yeah. But seriously, I think it's going to be, I can't wait for it to start tomorrow night. Um, yeah, first thing, I've, I've heated up in major league baseball, Ronald. I'm on a six and zero win streak. I won a five percenter last night on an underdog called the Cincinnati Reds, which if you would have asked me if my, models or myself would have listened to betting the Cincinnati Reds back in April. I would have thought, you know, you better commit me to a psychiatric unit pretty quick. 
but they actually pulled it off. They uh, took a two nothing lead in the ninth and held on. And I'll take it. You know, I'll definitely take it. But um, you know, NBA, we lost a ten percenter with the Heat, and that final shot by you know, I have to admit that was one of the most of the time I'm just kind of laid back watching, and you know, you win, you lose, you win, you lose. But yeah, he launched that sucker, boy. I thought, oh my God, he's gonna do it. It was almost like watching Brady. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, granted, Butler hasn't won as many world championships, but didn't it feel like Butler was just saying, I am not going to lose this game and mm-hmm. just get out of my way and we're going to win. <laughs> this is all- my thought. This is my thought on that shot specifically because a lot of people talk about it. I, I He played every single minute of that game. And I think he was, he, he kind of felt that he was gassing out. And uh, in that moment, he was probably like, we got to either win it or lose. It's either a win or lose moment at this time i think if they go to the uh to overtime he was going to be done he was going to be out of it and uh you know obviously their their chance to win it was at that moment especially with the momentum that they were they had um uh, so i think i think in his head right there he he felt like he had to win it um otherwise he knew he they were going to lose in overtime I, I think that's my that's what i thought um was going on in his head at that moment um so that that that's my take on that and i you know i i don't blame him I feel like uh, if he was dead tired uh, and he wanted to finish it at that moment, that three in or out was probably the right decision for him, his choice. Uh, so, yep. yeah, that, that's my thought. Yeah, and I, and I agree 100% because at the end of the day, a superstar wants the ball and wants to win the game. I mean, you, you played in your driveway as a kid. That's what you pretended to do, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, three, two, one, and you shoot it, right? And you just yeah. keep playing that um over and over your head and i, I commend and him it, for having the ball and it's to not like it. i and it's not like it was a terrible shot he wasn't fading away no. he, he was stepping into a shot with rhythm it's not a bad shot in my opinion it was just a choice that he had to make you know what i mean like win or lose right there that that's the choice that he made um and i respect it i mean obviously he was he killed it all season long i'm not gonna second guess his thought process in in that shot right there I agree 100%. And if he goes into the paint, I think that's what the talking heads that we hear talk about this and complain that he did the wrong. He's going to get freaking hammered at the rim. Mm-hmm. So then he has to go to the line after getting hammered. Um, and people don't understand how hard that is. When you get hammered and you go to the floor hard, and mm-hmm. then 30 seconds later you got to make a foul shot in that yeah. kind of pressure situation, there's no guarantee he would have made both of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that pressure, that pressure also at the yep. free throw line. Because like when you're playing with adrenaline, r- jumping, uh, you know, stepping into this three point shot, you're really not thinking about anything else. When you get fouled, if you get fouled and <laughs> you don't get the end one, and you're going to the free throw line for two shots with with the NBA Finals uh, on the line, there's a lot of things going on in your head. That's a lot of pressure, and uh, like you said, it, it wasn't. It's not going to be a guarantee either way. You know, either way, it wouldn't be a guarantee. So. But I, to me, I respect his 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 decision. I'm not going to second guess it. Dude's dude killed it all series long. So, you know, yeah, he's he's a, a superstar stud in my opinion. That's for sure. Tremendous heart. Yeah. Anyway, that'll conclude our show for today, Ronald. I appreciate your time as always, and we're going to be back again tomorrow, I believe, to break down the individual game a little bit more. See if anything yeah. has changed with the betting lines and the totals, which I'm sure it will. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But until then, remember the two things I always say, bet with your head, not over it, and may all the wins be yours. Brain fog, insomnia, 
moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.